from the inkwells of Noir. To the digital screens of today. The kids present the comic book character of the month. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we conclude our coverage of the Mighty Thor in celebration of Marvel's Mighty Thor premiere of Jane Foster in Thor Love and Thunder, which just now has come out and is on movie screens. Issue number four is The Trial of the All-Mother, and it has a cover date of April 2016. Our writer is Jason Aaron, our penciler is Russell Dodderman, our inker is Russell Dodderman, our colorist is Matthew Wilson, and letterer Joe Sabino. This opens up with, actually, not The Trial of the All-Mother, but that will come towards the end of this issue. It opens up first with the conflict between the Dark Elves, and the Light Elves, and Malekith and his troops marching on the Light Elf realm and wanting to unite these realms under the tyrannical rule of Malekith. When they go to Alfheim, they encounter some resistance. However, the Dark Elves have amassed quite the army. They have created an alliance with the Frost Giants who are participating. Loki is there, along with his father and several others. And this alliance overwhelms the Light Elves. As a matter of fact, there is even weaponry from the Roxxon Corporation, no less, that has found its way into the Dark Elf ranks. As a matter of fact, the Roxxon logo is emblazoned on these tanks that the Dark Elves are rolling in on. It's actually quite amusing and a callback for longtime Marvel readers of that corporation and how much they bankroll conflict and make money and, and war profiteer. So when Malekith makes his way into the capital, he is greeted by the Resistance and of course the Queen of the Light Elves is there. She ultimately acquiesces in order to save the lives of her citizenry to marrying Malekith, much to the chagrin of the mighty Thor, Jane Foster, who tries to convince the queen that no, she doesn't need to go this route. However, she recognizes very quickly that she is overmatched, overpowered. And even after trying to have a negotiation with Malekith, those tables are even turned on her where her own guard are actually Malekith's Dark Elves in disguise. So Malekith has already infiltrated all the interior ranks of the Light Elves and essentially has said to the Queen, you're overmatched. You, you, you have to acquiesce. So she ultimately ends up doing that. And she ends up marrying Malekith, which this union is not one of willful intent other than to save the lives of her subjects. And Malekith is no way, shape, or form doing this out of love. This is just a formality to bring all the, those realms and kingdoms together under his rule. And upon marrying Malekith, Malekith then turns to the queen and banishes her into a detention cell. Essentially wanting her out of sight, out of mind, so he can go ahead and rule all these realms. Now, separate to that, we cut away to the actual trial of the All-Mother. 
and Freya is there, essentially calling Odin on his hypocrisy. He has been influenced, some would say, under the spell of his own brother, and has completely turned against Freya. And she is fit to be tied. She says she will never, never, ever, ever be the enabler of Odin again. And that is what she confesses as far as her crimes are concerned. Odin is not amused. And he essentially banishes her to her death. And before that can happen, Loki comes on the scene, along with Mighty Thor, Jane Foster. And they are there essentially to put up a resistance toad and to take Freya's side. And that is where we leave this particular issue with her being in limbo as far as am I going to be freed here by the supporters who are coming to my aid, namely Loki showing up, also Mighty Thor Jane Foster showing up, and then also you have Thor's companions, the warriors, coming in there. And you see Sif in there and, and the others. So then we break over to that cliffhanger to then head into the Civil War of the Gods, which is our culminating issue here, issue number five of this particular story arc. That has a cover date of May 2016. It is the exact same players as far as the creatives are concerned. And we open up with the continuation of that trial and the ensuing battle that happens. And this is pretty epic because Loki professes to be coming to the aid of Freya. There is doubt, however, in the mighty Thor Jane Foster's mind that Loki's intentions are pure. However, the All-Mother says, look, actually, Loki has been my agent on the Dark Council with Malekith, keeping me informed of what the Dark Elf is trying to do in trying to unite all the realms under his tyrannical rule. Loki plays into this, and this is a big, mean, and bloody showdown for Asgard. There are casualties. There is consequence for every action taken. And you ultimately have here a setup now for a return for Odin's son, Thor, to occur. Because when we finish this arc, we have Loki betraying his mother, literally stabbing her in the back, and what is perceived to be mortally wounded before Odin can pass down his sentence. This triggers in Odin his ultimate love for Freya, and he goes to the old mother, places her in his arms, and proceeds to head down to his chamber where it is discussed that very powerful magic exists in there. And we are under the impression that he is going to try to revive her and renew the love between the All-Father and All-Mother. But in between that happening, you have an amazing amount of bloody, hitting, pounding, and physical action happening between Jane Foster, Mighty Thor, and Odin. 
And it is amazing how they both get in their licks here and both are physically drained. But once Loki stabs Frey in the back, that really disrupts all the action and causes the entire story to come back into focus. But Asgard ultimately is placed in a state of chaos and the day-to-day rule of Asgard is handed over to Odin's brother. You may say that this is part of a larger plot, ultimately, that Odin's brother has put in motion to usurp power and to rule over Asgard, quote-unquote, to preserve Asgard's rule and so they can be a credible resistance towards Malekith, who is ultimately coming and will be knocking on Asgard's doors very shortly. We do cut away towards the marriage ceremony in this particular issue. We were keying up that event happening in the previous issue between Malekith and the Light Elf Queen. The war witches perform the ceremony there. As I mentioned before, he ultimately ends up imprisoning the Elf Queen. And Malekith is poised once Loki gives him the thumbs up, the sign, to then begin to march on Asgard. We are introduced again to Heimdall and the role that he will play as far as control of the Bifrost is concerned. And there is ardent support for the All-Mother in the realm in Asgard. And Jane Foster is still viewed as a false Thor. So she is... I wouldn't say losing all hope in the end, but it really is setting up for Odin's son to come back and team up with Jane Foster, the mighty Thor, to ultimately set things straight back in the realms. And specifically first, gain rightful control over Asgard. All in all, this was a fantastic series to delve into. I love the interpersonal relationships amongst the gods. Dialogue between Odin and Freya is whip-smart. Really an excellent job by Jason Aaron there. The illustrations, when it comes to the battle scenes, are excellently rendered by Russell Dodderman. I love the hypertension detail, the clarity there. The digital art behind it is very complimentary. It looks organic. It looks very real. You feel like you're looking at a nice hybrid of artistic skill coupled with technology blending together to make a highly, highly entertaining visual story come to life. We hope that you will share your impressions of The Mighty Thor once you have read both issues four and five of this really compelling arc within Thunder in Her Veins, please leave us a message via the Anchor app or send us an email at kirbyskidspodcast at gmail.com. Kids, get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title 
as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months and six days. Give or take. My, uh, sensing feelings. The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. I just want to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. It's just my first bad guy. Never forget you first. You are not like the other gods of kill. Because I have something worth fighting for.